After high school, I went to a gap year program in Mexico called Ventana Ministries. That's the year I met Mark. There was a time when we were in Mexico where we went for about six weeks down to Culiacan. It's kind of central Mexico. At the time, it was like, you know, the most dangerous city in the world. Like there was just crazy stuff going on down there with the drug cartel. Role that we played in ministry during that six or seven week period. Produce companies will hire uh, indigenous Mexicans, and there's kind of three main languages and about 300 dialects in those three languages. There's Mazotec, Mixteco, Zapotec. I can say a phrase. I can say, wait, I think it's, I think it's Jesus loves you or God bless you. What is it? I can say God bless you in Mixteco. Nena gatze chikonye. And I learned that several years ago. So it's just stuck with me. And so we would go in with this organization and we would, we had a system to diagnose the different dialects, a little shack to shack, I guess, and have doors on, they're all open. You know, they, some of them knew a little bit of Spanish and we had a system of diagnosing the dialect that they spoke. And when we found out what dialect they spoke, then we would uh, give them any biblical resources that we had that had been translated into their language. And they would run back to the van and we had CDs and burners and stuff that we would burn like the music that we had in their language or um, the book of John in their language or whatever we could get our hands on. And then we would take that, run those back to the people. And they were just so, so, so thrilled to have something in their heart language. They would do like a call to faith in the evening. They'd say, hey, come, we're going to show a movie. It was a Jesus film in Spanish. And so they would show the film. They'd do a call to faith and people would respond to that and then we would leave and go to the next labor camp and do the same thing the next night and we did that for six weeks and at first i was very like wow this is awesome like you know we're, we're doing ministry and they kind of had two impacts on me one there's this expression in spanish and it's you feel like a fish in water um and how it would translate to english it just means you're comfortable with your surroundings where you're at and i remember like that expression just came to mind and I just felt like totally at peace doing ministry, just felt completely at home. With that said, also with by week two, like I, I remember listening to the Jesus film, my Spanish at the time was, I don't know, middle of the road. It wasn't great, but it was a lot better than the people we were doing ministry with. They were, uh, you know, they spoke their dialect and they may have known a little bit of Spanish. I mean, almost everyone I talked to, my Spanish was better than theirs. And, but when I listened to the Jesus film and I grew up in the church, I know the message, I know the stories, I know all of it. Like I still had a hard under time understanding the gospel and the stories in Spanish because it's, it's heart level stuff. Like it's deep truths. And my Spanish wasn't there yet. So I was like, man, like, how are these people understanding anything that's being communicated in this movie if I'm not even understanding it? My Spanish is better, and I, I know what this movie's about. But I think our time working with people without the Word of God was just really eye-opening to the reality that people needed the Bible in their hands. It's a realizing that, and I'm not saying nobody got saved. I don't, I don't really know. But it it's definitely wasn't as effective as what you know we were kind of led to believe. There was no follow-up with people. So even if they were saved, we're just leaving babies on the battlefield. Like, you've entered into a new battle now as a believer, and you're just leaving them as infants in the faith. There's no discipleship. There's no church. There's no Bible, right? 
all these things that the Lord uses, the Holy Spirit uses to grow us. And Paul talks about all the time, or in Colossians, he's saying, he says he's striving with all the energy of Christ to bring people to maturity. You know, and so he's pouring in to present people mature before the Lord. And it's like, man, that was that was Paul's goal. It wasn't necessarily saving people. That's part of it. But it was bringing people to a place of maturity in their faith of knowing God. Our time in Mexico was super influential in what we did in the future in regards to ministry. That was a time that God really showed me a greater need of the living word of God in each language and in the heart language specifically. What do you mean heart language? You know, the heart language is the language that you resort to when you're fighting and heated and emotional and having spiritual conversations, emotional conversations. The language that's spoken in the homes, the language that you have an argument in, the language that you talk about spiritual things, you talk about your dreams, the important things in life, like what language are you using to do that? Be the heart language. People don't have the Bible in the heart language. How are they going to clearly understand the gospel message? Wouldn't it be a benefit to teach these people groups English? Possibly. <laughs> but I would say um, even if you taught them English, they wouldn't speak English as a native English speaker. That's not their native tongue. We need the Bible translated. It's like the main tool that the Holy Spirit uses to teach us about God, to conform us to his image. Uh, so you, you got to have the scriptures and the written scriptures, not just the audio or memorized scriptures written is crucial because they, they don't change. The gospel demands clarity. 